And let's remember as well, everybody has a vision. People have goals. People have dreams. You need to listen to them, make sure you write them down and then support them. If you were to hire them, you want to encourage them to continue to go after their dreams so they know they're growing because if you don't, they're going to go elsewhere. Hello and welcome to Dental Confidential, a podcast for dental professionals who want to build and run the practice of their dreams. I'm Dr. Jessica Emery, a multi-passionate entrepreneur and former dental practice owner. I decided to hang up my white coat so I could focus on helping dentists get off the hamster wheel and live life on their own terms. On this podcast, we will talk about branding, marketing, social media, the patient experience, and much, much more. So go ahead and hit subscribe and let's learn together. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Confidential Podcast. I'm so excited you're here and to be talking about the secrets behind hiring a dream dental team. I was actually on a Facebook thread this morning. um, And as you guys know, we every day, every single day on Facebook, we are hearing from practices that are losing their people. Um, And this happens. It's part of the process. Obviously, we want to encourage our team to dream themselves and move into their life and continue growing. But we also want to empower our team while they're there to be the best people and, and love it while they're there. And we're hoping, obviously, to retain them for a very long time. So after, what, 15, 16 years um, as a practicing dentist in my private practice, prior to that, I was a dental hygienist. And then part of that, I was dental assisting. So I've been in dentistry forever. But having my own practice, obviously, I went through um, you know many team hires along the way. So I thought today we would talk about what a dream team is, how do you know if you have your true deep dream team, um, how they can serve you and like who the players are. And we'll talk a little bit about my personal experience with hiring and how it makes a difference, how I did it at my office and how I do it now at Dental Soiree. So let's get into it. Um, basically, and let me just talk about this morning's um, kind of post that I read And obviously when someone, when a dentist gets a message that a team member is leaving, you know, obviously that does not feel good. And it sends us into a spiral because immediately we're thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, it's like the plane's falling out of the sky. Um, You know, especially in the world today, it's, it's harder to find amazing team members. But instead of moving into the scarcity mindset and just this kind of negative energy around it, it's easier just to take the energy and drop it and say, you know what? Awesome. Like just put good vibes around that person that's moving on and know that you are going to bring someone, you know, even better, a better fit into your practice because that person that's leaving probably wasn't a hundred percent in at the end anyhow. So you know, I definitely think that we should encourage, you know, when the person gives us their, their notice. And a lot of times what happened on this thread this morning was that the team member that was with the doctor all day, didn't ever mention it. She sent it via text at the end of the day before the dentist was going on vacation, right? Which is never a good thing. The team member didn't think about probably how that would affect the doctor 
you know, as she was moving into her vacation, but she was just trying to protect herself. She was also, you know, trying to protect the doctor in a, in a weird way. So it, it's hard for us to see this because we've had to become bosses. So as females, we go into this alpha kind of masculine energy to protect ourselves. And that's the kind of where we live. So we don't understand, but the team member, you know, probably was just completely a train wreck mess, not knowing how to tell the doctor all day. And it's just easier, honestly, for a team to do it in a text. And that's what we're seeing a lot of is that it's just their, their coping mechanism. It's their best way. It's what they know. They're not confident enough to sit down and do it face-to-face. -face. It doesn't feel good for them and we can't judge them on it. So let's just let that go. Um, it is what it is. And we just have to, you know, just give gratitude for the time we had with them and wish them the best and then move on to find our next person. So I just wanted to speak to that because like I said, sometimes on these Facebook groups, my gosh, you know, you just see someone reach out because they're hurt and it's understood, but all of the, the dentists that then reach out underneath it. And this goes for dental teams too, and threads. It's like every single Facebook thread in dentistry I have seen to this point, they, the reason someone will post is because they want to feel better about how they feel. And so everybody on the post starts to write things that says, that say, kind of reinforce that negative. And that's not helping us in dentistry. <laughs> it's really not. So if we can all rise together and come together and start speaking positively, you know, about our practices and our people and respecting them as humans, everybody brings different shit to the table. You guys like, you know, everyone has their things, their wounds from their past, other things like so it's not just you and yes, like we're the leader, you know, as, as dentists, if you're a dentist listening to this, but it's our responsibility to, to carry them and support them and, you know, to be the stronger person. And again, just going to say good vibes. <laughs> so let's talk about what you want to hire for when you are searching for a team member. Um, you know, they're, like I said, just. Oh, what I've also found with dental practices when you are hiring is the lack of writing a real good job description and really asking for what it is you want. I feel like, or what I've found is that a lot of practices will just throw something up there that doesn't really speak to that. It doesn't speak to the love language of that person that you are talking to out there. I mean, this is like the same thing we do with social media, right? You're searching for your avatar. Like, who are you as a brand and to whom are you speaking? What are you looking for in a person? You need to be really crystal clear about that role, about that position, the expectations on what you want them to do. So there are, you know, obviously several roles in a practice and, you know, there's front desk or office manager, assistant, hygienist. For my practice, although they had individual team roles, we, I had everybody cross-trained. And the beauty in this is that there was a respect for each position. It wasn't, oh, she should do this. That's her job, her role. No, everybody handed the baton to each other and we all won together. Like, you know what I mean? We, we ran together and at the end of the day, we celebrated together. That was the best way to do things. So hopefully you have done this where 
you know, your assistant knows to pick up the phone if, if the front, it rings twice and, you know, it's still ringing and your assistant is just sipping a cup of coffee in the back because your team member, I mean, your um, a patient didn't show up, then, you know, she needs to get that phone. She needs to get that phone. So hopefully you guys are doing that, but make sure that you are really crystal clear when it comes to someone's job description, when you put it out there. Uh, however, like I said, you, you put it, you put it out to find that person. So explain the position. You don't want just a warm body in your practice. I have also found that, you know, putting, hiring somebody that does not have experience is actually a really good thing. I know a lot of people are hesitant to do that, but when someone comes in really fresh, they're really super excited for the opportunity and learning, and they just bring an incredible energy to the practice. So where I used to post is I would absolutely put a graphic using Canva on my Instagram. I used a dental post. You can uh, put a post on your Facebook page. You can put a post on your personal Facebook page because all of the people, they are people that you know that love you and they know people, right? So just putting it out into the universe, you never know who knows whom or where that's going to go. You can use LinkedIn, Indeed. Um, there's just, there's so many ways that you can find a person. But like I said, don't overlook the waitress that is serving you at the restaurant. If you really like her or, you know, someone at the local Starbucks and things like that, just keep your eyeballs peeled for someone that you may feel connected to that you feel like would be a great fit for your practice. So once you bring them in, you obviously will start the interview process. And that's a whole nother thing that a lot of times someone will come in, the practice is just feeling desperate for that team member and they'll hire them on the spot instead of doing a working interview. It's really critical that you do a working interview to make sure that you're vibing that person and that they, you know, they feel good for your practice. Don't make a quick, quick decision. Sometimes it's good to do a working interview, um, you know, do a first interview, then do a working interview. Sometimes it's great to have the team interview them. You can do it, do it se several different ways, but just make sure that you've had enough time, enough hours to make sure that they're the right fit and that you have had time to get to know that person and their background. So how do you spot excellent people, like excellence within the candidates? This all comes down to the questions you ask them in the interview process. So this is um, something that you, again, want to dial in and it's just overlooked, just like the ad people put up, they just throw up an ad and then they get the person in and they just say, okay, like, they don't ask the right, the deeper level questions. When you want to find a long-term person, you have to ask them specific you know, values that they have, like their long-term vision. And let's remember as well, everybody has a vision. People have goals. People have dreams. You need to listen to them, make sure you write them down and then support them. If you were to hire them, you want to encourage them, like I said, to continue to go after their dreams so they know they're growing. Because if you don't, they're going to go elsewhere. So, um, you know, front desk, obviously big things for me were punctuality, like being on time for me is everything. And I don't mean just being on time. I mean, being like early, <laughs> getting there to set up, um, you know, being, being punctual, res respecting the team was huge. Um, having a great personality, obviously bringing, 
this awesome energy to the practice and leaving all of the other sticky stuff behind, really important uh, responsibility to get things done, follow through. You know, I think those are pretty much my, my biggest ones. Um, having a good judge of character is really important. And, you know, obviously something in the, the interview process that you want to really be aware of is you know, you want to kind of sit back and listen, listen to them, what they're saying. And then you want to see if they listen to you. Are they interrupting you? Do they have a big smile? Seriously, go with your gut on this. So, you know, are they, do they excite you? Like, would you want to work with this person? Do you feel like you can grow this person? And will this person get along with your other team members? Super, super important. So once um, you hire, obviously the, you hire them as part of your dream team and you bring them in. So the dream team part is really, how do you pull together your team and bring them together as one to make your practice like the most successful that it can be. So make sure that you have everyone, you know, in their individual roles that you need. I would say, make sure everybody is cross-trained. So they all know kind of how to do each other's jobs. So if one is out, one can pick up the other's role and in run basically, but just make sure that the entire team working together is, is a team like that. They are working together as a team that they're in the correct positions. If somebody isn't loving a position or really loves a different position more, I would encourage you to, you know, set some goals to move them into that role. So, um, a lot of practices do performance reviews, you know, KPIs and scorecards and things like that. That isn't something I did. I did do a bonus system, which was amazing. And that encouraged the team to even to really work together as a team. But performance reviews are really, really important. Again, what I found is that um, a lot of doctors forget to do the um, 30, 60, 90 day review. Team members love your time and your attention. And they absolutely want to meet with you. It gives them an opportunity to let you know all of the things that are on their mind. Half the time we're racing, like I said, through the day and then we leave and there just never seems to be enough time to level up, you know, to go deeper, it just, just to do the one-on-one. So make that time, make sure that they want to know how they're doing in their job. So 30, 60, 90, make sure it happens. After the 90, you can do it monthly, quarterly, annually. I would recommend at least quarterly or performance reviews, again, because your team member really wants to do it. So how do you empower your team to work together? I would say, get out of their way, hands off, empower them to be better, encourage them to find solutions. If you're paying them, you know, like, why would you do their job? So stop micromanaging, step back, let them fly. Of course, this is after you have trained them. You wanna make sure that you have a good onboarding process. You have a playbook in place and that you are training your team so they don't feel like they're just fluttering. So make sure you have that. But then, like I said, just, just get out of their way and, and let them fly. Team meetings, really important. I would say, you know, at least, at least, yeah, once a month. So every single four weeks, I did a four by four, which was four hours. It never lasted that long, typically, but uh, we did a book review once a month as well. That was part of this four by four. But I would bring donuts, Starbucks, like all the things. Our team always looked forward to it. And we would have a, you know, a structure for the meeting that I typically would work on with my 
you know, my, I, I don't, I didn't call her an office manager, but I suppose that's what she was um, at the front, but we would kind of work together make sure we had it, print that out. I'd get cute notebooks, pens, et cetera. We would just get super comfy, cozy and talk through all of the things, which was awesome. So encourage your team to bring things to the table, um, important, like things that are important to them. Team meetings are critical, critical in offices. So basically, you know, you want them to be empowered and be seen and feel important. So shout them out, give them praise, tell them they're doing well. You know, every single day, if you spot something, you know, if, if something happens, just please make sure you like pocket it and then make sure to address it at the end of day, team huddle. I do feel like, you know, obviously morning huddles, critical to look at your schedule, find opportunities in your day. And then I personally loved to close the day with um, another meeting, just a really quick huddle to celebrate our successes through the day, not to pick it apart and look at the day and see where things could have been better. No, it's a great opportunity to shout out your team for doing an awesome freaking job. Um, if someone did something like exceptionally well, let them know there is nothing better than people going home and feeling great. This overflows, like I said, it's gonna make them smile. It's gonna overflow to their family when they get home. And it's just gonna make them love being part of your practice. So for me, like I said, all of these things were just a game changer for me at Sugar Fix. Um, you know, I definitely had my dream team when I left and I didn't forecast, like I said, selling my practice. It wasn't ever really in the cards, but the universe had different plans for me. And I'm living my dream now with Dental Sway, but it doesn't mean for a second that I don't think about my awesome team and my patients and my practice, former practice, but my team, the brand that I had built, the team culture that I had built was so strong that they all stayed. It, the, the transition with my practice was perfect. And the doctor, like I said, that came in, the, the team stayed. She, it, it's just perfect and it flowed, but that's because I had everything set up they were onboarded correctly. Um, the doctor that came in and I spent a lot of time talking through all of these things. And she knew, you know, what I had done, the way I had done it. And she continues to do it that way and to keep them happy. This also means, you know, making sure that aside from just telling them they're doing a great job, doing little things like celebrate, you know, holidays, celebrating, bringing in occasional donuts you know, little gifts, knowing their love languages, knowing their favorite colors, their, you know, obviously their birthdays and celebrating them, but celebrations are huge. Taking time out to love on one another. It just isn't, you know, a, a work hamster wheel every single day. They are an extension of your family. We see them more than our family. And it's important that you love on all of your people. That is what I did. And that is why things worked. I know that they felt it. I always encourage them to, to dream bigger and to show up. And if they made a mistake, they were failing forward. I didn't, you know, dwell on that. We just moved ahead. I was always a listener. If somebody was having a hard day, you know, I gave them time to listen, but they also knew that, you know, it, it just depended on what it was, right? Because we do have a job to do. I made that clear as well. I think there's a perfect duality between, you know, being that, if you're female, again, having that feminine energy, that motherly energy and, and listening, 
but there's also kind of the alpha masculine energy where you need to step into being the boss. And this is, you know, a, a work environment, a place where we show up and we take care of our people. And sometimes you need to package that stuff up. It doesn't mean that you're a mean person or anything like that. You can always also come back and say, listen, you know, hold this tight, just, just package it up. Let's put a smile on, let's move through our day. And then at the end of the day, I'm happy to sit down with you and talk through all of the things. Sometimes our team doesn't, they don't have other people at home or in their past, like they don't have people that they can share with. So you are their person. So if you want to keep them long-term, you know, please give them an open ear. We don't know what's going on in people's lives. So, um, you know, just treat your team well, and, and that's going to bleed over into your, how they treat your people coming into the practice. Obviously you want them to give your patients time, right? So you give your team time, they're going to learn from you. They learn everything from you. It's like kids with parents. They watch you and the longer they're with you, they, you'll find them using the same words as you. It's crazy, but you know, they're going to spend time. They're going to watch you and spend time with your patients the same way, you know, with a listening ear, not, you know, talking over, over someone. Have you ever had somebody been in a work environment? This happened to me recently. I was in the hair salon where I had a new stylist because my stylist wasn't in that day. And I don't care because I just have time is, is what I care about. So I was just like, I don't care who sees me. I just need, you know, a quick process. And I had a new person that just literally, literally talked about her life the entire time. Now I was there. I like to go to the salon. I have to go to the salon because of my hair. It would be completely gray if I didn't. And I choose not to have it be gray. So like, I have to go every two and a half weeks. And at this point, it's not something I totally enjoy, but I have to go. But when I go, it's like a full two hours. I want to be working during that time. I like that time to be silent, which I do believe a lot of our patients want as well. If they're not in their work environment hustling, they can either sit there and relax and be in their head and being quiet or you know, maybe, well, actually in the dental chair, they're not working, but they want to watch a Netflix show or something, right? That's why they don't want to hear you talking over over their head, you know, with your assistant or, you know, et cetera. And so if, if you're an assistant listening, same, like this goes for all people in dentistry, just know these things, which you probably already do. But like this hair person was just, I knew everything about her life and her boyfriend and her things like, and she just didn't stop. And my head was spinning. I was getting stressed out. And I was just like, that was awful. And it actually maybe changed my thoughts about the salon that I go to just because of my experience with her. So remember, like I said, everything is an experience, not, you know, how you show up, how your team shows up every single day. So make sure your team is onboarded correctly. Uh, meaning, you know, like I said, starting with that uh, ad that you put out, they know what their expectations are coming in from you. They have a playbook. You take the time to train them. You set your 30, 60, 90 day. You show up as a positive human. You love on them. You know their details. You have your morning huddle, your end of day huddle, your team meetings. All of this stuff is critical for your business. So, and <laughs> having a dream team and retaining a dream team. So I just encourage you, like I said, to to really, really, really love 
on your people. I mean, I can't reiterate that enough, right? I've said it like 20 times in this episode already. So if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Um, please reach out. This is something that I definitely excelled at in my practice and, and know like the back of my hand and the human experience. Like I said, this, if you take the job equation out of it and look at it as bringing someone into your family, like you would a nanny for your kids or, or something like that, um, just really separate yourself from the need uh, but really go into the want mode and know that your practice isn't going to go down in flames if you don't have an extra person because your team will rise for you. If you have the right team in place, they will all rise together to make sure your practice works. And sometimes, you guys, it works even better. Sometimes that person that left needed to go. That person, like you may not have even known that that person's energy affected everybody else. And suddenly you, everything just feels so different. So I encourage you to take a step back also every single year and kind of, you know, as you're working through these team 30, 60, 90s and your, your reviews throughout the year, it's, it's on you really to feel like, you know, are they working for you? Because you're growing as a human, like through your experiences, through your years in your business and they're growing. And it's just like any other relationship in life Sometimes people grow apart and just know that that's okay. Support them as a human to move on and know that you are going to find the next person. If you stay in a really negative place, a frustrated, angry place, like I said, going to Facebook and just ranting and having other people rant with you, that's just going to keep you stuck in the freaking mud. So fly. <laughs> fly and know, open up that space for that amazing, amazing team member to come into your world and your life. So hopefully that helps you guys. I'm just giving you a little bit of my past experience with um, all my secrets behind hiring a, a dream team. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode of the Dental Confidential podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're ready to take the next step, head over to dentalstory.com and check out our courses, workshops, and membership. And don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram at dentalstory and also Dr. Jessica Emery. I would absolutely love to connect with you guys.